Hey, I'm Peter. Welcome to What's On Your Minds. And today we're not going to talk about selling mindsets, nor marketing, nor entrepreneurship. Maybe a little bit. We're going to talk about astrology. And we're going to do this with the man himself, the Leo Mystic. His real name is Michael van den Bosche. And he's a partner of Charlotte Bare, which I already had as a guest on What's On Your Minds. And we're going to talk about astrology. Michael actually studied marketing and over the years he changed and found his passion in Kundalini Yoga and astrology. So if you think astrology is like a typical horoscope thing from a magazine, no it isn't. Curious? Enjoy our conversation with Michael van der Bosche or the Leo Mystic. Bye bye. Welcome to What's on Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Are you ready? Hey, Michael, Michael van den Bosche, De Leo Mystic. Yes. What a name. Uh, it's, it's a long name. Um, I love it. It's <laughs> bombastic in a way. It's epic. Yeah. Like you. Yes. In, a, in a positive way. Eh? I don't know about that, but yeah. Thank yeah. you. Now, I know you via your life partner, Charlotte van der Baren. Uh, Charlotte de Baren, sorry. Um, so uh what i found very amazing about you if i looked back a little bit uh, on your facebook and your linkedin account um like five six seven eight years ago you were really into sports you looked like a an average sporty guy who and it's maybe perception eh, who was really more focused on the outside how things looked and who was really involved look how muscled i am and look look at me look at me and then came the transformation and uh, now you are you which is like that's just one word love thank you that's beautiful i mean you studied also uh what is the name translator Spanish, English, I believe. Interpreter and interpreter, Spanish. yes. Uh, German and Spanish. Yeah, yeah. He spent also a year in uh, in uh, where was it in Spain, I believe, to study. Yeah. I mean, and now you're a Kundalini yoga teacher. You're an uh, astrologist. You're a coach. You also give change management trainings. What the hell happened there? Where? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to start with the beginning. Like when you were like eight years, ten years young. I mean, what, were you born in a, in a spiritual family? Well, in hindsight, I would say yes. Um, you know, but not directly or so. I, I, I definitely remember that I went to... Um, the church with my grandmother, but that's very Catholic. So in a way, I have always received those spiritual ideals and, you know, thinking about God. And, but my father is definitely not like he's agnostic. Um, so yes and no. My grandfather, I with my uh, grandparents more than my parents. And, yeah. um, you know, my, my grandfather was always... He passed away like a month ago and he, he, he's still with me so deeply. 
He was like a herbalist. He uh, was always learning about plants and how to heal with plants and naturopathy. And so I guess that part has always, you know, my grandparents really left an imprint on me, I feel. And, and I think that's where that comes from. Are they still are they still alive? No, no. My my grandmother uh, died five years ago. My grandparent, my grandfather, just a month ago. And there, it's funny because five years ago, which is what you were talking about, right, is when that turning point started happening, and it it goes together with the death of my grandmother, and then now the death of my grandfather all of a sudden as well made a huge shift and they're like uh, milestones or, or, or turning points. This time it was more about relationships um, and how I interacted with people. Mm -hmm. The first one was more about my inner world. And it's funny because um, my grandmother's name is Maria and so you could say Mother Mary and you know, uh, who uh, guided me the way back home into myself and now my grandfather's name is Arthur you know which is the the, the king and, and really that uh, wants to establish itself or establishes itself in the world and uh, I feel I feel the same way in a, in a way but more in relationships and um, it's uh, yeah and what I, what I really appreciate about you is that you of course your your looks have changed but at the same time, I mean, you are very grounded and you are very earthy at the same time. I mean, I mean, I spend a weekend with you and your partner, <laughs> your normal human beings, and yeah, in a relationship. So, so, I mean, you're you're not completely how do you say that? Lots of people would be lost in woo woo land, but you're not. I mean, you you can also enjoy life in a in an earthy way. I'm going to maybe say it in a, in a terms where you understand in a 3D and a 5 day way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I find that very important um, because, well, I guess I've learned because of um, coaching people and, and, and starting my own business, how to communicate a message. I mean, I've studied marketing as well in school um, and, um, you know, it's, it's really, I saw how the spiritual talk and the, as you call it, the woo-woo talk, um, really scared people. And, and I, I, have, I have a, you know, a heart for people and I really want to help them and, and as much as possible. And I, I feel as I, stirred, as I studied translator and interpreter, that the way you, um, well, translate your inner world to the outer world, meaning to your relationships to the people around you, is so crucial. And it, it, it words help or break people. So the 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 gift of language um, is important there. And the groundedness, well, you know, um, it, it it's I guess also because um, I suffered from panic attacks, yeah. which in a way when I was 15 years old, right? And so bad even that I locked myself up in my room for six years almost. And, you know, I, I definitely came out from time to time, but it was more, you know, I was even experiencing 
anxiety attacks in my own bed. There was no place I was safe. So there was no other way for me to learn to be grounded and to learn to, to appreciate earth, appreciate the earthy life. And, and that part of me just looked for, in a way, a, a healthy, happy, spiritual self. You know, because for me, spirituality, really what it really is, is one, it gives you, you do something that gives you energy. Mm -hmm. Two, uh, you are aware of a power bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And three, you know, you are aware of every thought, action and word on your yeah. surroundings. And you do it, you know, with an intention of um, helping, loving, caring. Not to say that that's always easy. Um, but I think that's where that comes from, yeah. And was there something, I mean, the, the wisdom, and I, I know the wisdom is, is already in you, but was there something that's, uh, that's start an event that triggered you to, to, to that, I'm no, I don't want to call it awakening, but that transformation, was it the death of your, one of your great parent, grandparents, or was it, uh, because you felt that you were uh, very far away from the person who you are because of the of the of the, the expectations of people or, or you just felt that there was not some there was something wrong in your life that it was not you that's a very good question and i think it um it is an uh, like years that we're talking i think the anxiety attacks when i was 15 years old mm -hmm. was my first call to you know really start to search for myself um at 21 22 is when i really realized what i could be and then at uh 26 27 was when my grandmother died and that is definitely when that warrior inside of me mm -hmm. awakens to establish that part of myself that I discovered in the world, but still was very frightened and still was very fighting and believed in the grind and you know was was caught up in the business world of doing things and but I needed that to you know build myself in a world, but then the awakening if you if you call it and i think that was what was you were that was that was what you were talking about uh in the beginning of more the exterior versus the interior that really happens um when i remember that day very well honestly uh i was i was shooting a video uh for my course um habits how to build healthy habits etc and I was on Instagram and I just, I saw then how Instagram was changing and how people were posting only positive pictures and only la la la. And I was like, what is this crap in a way? You know, why are people, I, I, I can feel and see that, that it's not fully how they're truly living their lives. And, you know, no one is talking about how painful it is. And, and you know, and so I was like, okay, done. So for six months, I just like two years before that, I started my business and it was actually going really, really well. Um, I was training people physically then in kinesiology and life coaching a bit. 
but I said stop. And for six months, I, I just didn't want to do anything. And, and, you know, in a way that was very scary because, uh, well, there was no money coming in anymore. And, um, I, but, I but, but, but why, but why you didn't want to coach any people anymore because of the fact that you saw positive, uh, that it, man, fake, uh, well, post on Instagram, which, which you said, this is, this is not right. This is right. And I was actually, um, I was, I was, I guess it was calling me to look at myself okay. as well. Right. And so that's why I said what I'm doing right now, I really like, I enjoy doing it, but I don't enjoy doing it. It's, it's almost my path, but it's not fully my path. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's actually a good question. I was going too fast there, um, where, you know, it's like, okay, no, stop with all the things that you're doing. Uh, you yourself too need to look at what's going on within you. And I felt a call uh, to do something different. And I had just attended a um, Kundalini yoga and astrology retreat with Kaipacha Lesher, who is an astrologer. And um, it blew my mind so much. And I guess that too triggered it. Uh, and so for six months, I just did nothing. I mean, it's not that I did nothing, but I, I really went inwards. I really listened. I really, I read the book. Um, I forgot what's the name again. Um, oh, The Anatomy of a Calling. Yes, by Lisa Rankin, who's a doctor. So the calling, and that was what I needed back in the days because it was really explained to me what a soul calling was, and um, that's then, really what you what you're explaining right now. That's really, and I don't know what's the translation in uh, in in English uh, right now, but that's one of the the laws is that so benin so burton what you're explaining right now what it what you did so within so without or what is what is the the exact so below as without so within yes yeah that's indeed so, so. yeah exactly that that's that's exactly what it because was. a lot of people if they would experience something they would try to change the external world and it and, and try to point and be, be become some kind of victim and say no it's the other it's no you have to change exactly yeah that, that's right and and i think i was living a lot like that and and that's why you know uh, when i was a coach and was uh, training people physically you know you you i was looking at marketing and everybody was you know, selling in a way their body and looked good. So I believed that I had to do that as well. And, you know, it was like, Phew. but then indeed it's, it, I guess it was just something calling me literally. I, it, it's not that I heard a voice or something. It's just deep intuition, just deep, deep gut feeling. If, if, you, if you felt that the energy you felt it's off, you felt, you, you really felt like there's something not right here some kind of own call it emptiness but you 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 and when you change your path and when you're on the right path you feel yeah this is it that this this energy this is right yep totally yep 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 that's it you know um it, it is like i said spirituality is is doing something that gives you energy and when you 
you know, it's for the people watching too. You know, when you're doing something that you do not enjoy doing all the time, it's not that you don't have to do things that you don't enjoy doing. I mean, there's sometimes actually that's what you should be doing sometimes. But uh, when you have when you're doing that constantly, then you have to ask yourself questions and you know, why am I doing this? Is this really what I want to do? You know, and why would you keep doing that? Because if your health and your, you know, mental health, physical health, your wealth is suffering because of it, well then, you know, there's no point in keeping living that life. You know, and it's not that you should end your life, but then just really think about, is this really the life I want? And having the courage to look at that. And the, the cool thing is, is that when you look at that and when you follow that, it sounds and looks scary in the beginning, but if you follow it, you're guided along the way. That's true. It just comes on your path out of nowhere. But you have to have the courage and show. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is also that you're now 31? 33. 33. I, so as you know, I'm 45, mentally 21. As that... Um, <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing is that, uh, I mean, a lot of people, and this is not a judgment, eh? I mean, I mean... A lot of people they think in kind of projects so they're like i go to university or high school or whatever i get a degree then i start working then i met a girl or a guy then we buy a house no we live together then we buy a house together maybe a dog together then um we get a nice car then we maybe start a business or work whatever then we we, uh, we 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 marry together or we we make a baby or two or three together and so they, they, maybe you move together to another house and you're jumping from um, from project to project. Also, uh, like when you're 25, 30, your career is really, <laughs> that's what the society is telling you. Yeah, then you should be going into the upstream and, and going for it and uh, way up. But the thing is, once you start reaching that big four, so 40 something, you've experienced most of it. I mean... And then the projects are gone. And then a lot of people are like, yeah, um, okay, we have now two kids. Uh, now we have each other. Um, we have friends. Uh, yeah, and now what are we going to do? And if, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you choose just like you and me, if you're going to choose that different route and you're going to say, I want to live a more purposeful life, which is a spiritual life, then all these things don't don't matter anymore because you know you're a man or a woman on a mission and it's guiding you it's guiding you but you have to be prepared to go through the pain and you have to be prepared to detach from everything from everything but the see the but the, the the gain you get is that that energy which keeps flowing in you and that kind of yeah purpose you're being carried by life maybe that's 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 the best way to describe it and in the other way it's like you're being lived you're surviving actually and it's always a drag to to get up in the morning and you go to your work and and you put your kids to bed and you eat and you repeat that complete cycle and then when you're 80 and you're you know, when you're dying you're like was this is it so for me that feels like it's and especially because you maybe uh, around 30 you're still in that uh 
party party but there comes a time that you that the projects are gone and they're like where are more are all my dreams and for me that's really the key to hey you're 31 the key is consciousness is awareness and hey for me it started way way later than that i had to go to lots of pain divorce uh, almost suicidal things and hey that's 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 the 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 key really to i wouldn't call it a happy life but to more yeah with more energy it's 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 really being yeah carried by that by that energy by that by by life itself which you it doesn't matter how old or young you're going to become you know you trust it's going to be okay and you can step into that unknown and you can let go of all the control yeah i like that nice it um it's um the project way where you just described this is quite that linear thinking too yeah yeah oh you know we we're born and then this has to happen and that and do 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 and that's where it ends but the soul which is honestly the truest part of yourself it's the infinite part of yourself it is not linear it is more you know circular yeah. and, and it is vortex like as in it, you know it keeps spinning and spinning and it is it's just like the sun that comes up and goes down and comes up and goes down it, it just never stops and um and even einstein proved that eh? that's the linear time which is an invention of human the human beings but einstein really proved there is such a thing as in nature circular time eh? like you just described he proved that with uh, with his theory eh? yeah exactly exactly and that's too it's um if we look at um at the ocean waves come and go you know if we look at nature um seasons come and go and it just never stops unless you know we we now completely destroy the earth <laughs> uh but i think there's a lesson in just looking around and looking to the wisdom of nature looking to the wisdom of even not macro world but the micro world where microbes and organisms are living together the, the systems of the body mm -hmm. are living together working in one harmonious way you're not in control of that <laughs> that's the i mean there's there's certain parts that you can control of your body and that's the beauty of the human human brain and, and the human heart um but you know the, you, you can't you can't make that up so it's we can learn so much just by observing within and without and and then just living by those rules in a way instead of living by human rules yeah indeed now we're going to go back uh so now you like one of the things you're doing besides coach is astrology and i mean a lot of people think it's complete bullshit that they, they think it's like the horoscope from the magazines eh, which were totally made up eh, with some generic things when why did you become and i become why do you what are, why are you so interested in astrology because it's a very complex matter i find 
and you have to really dig, dig deep in it. What attracts you so much in that uh, science, I would call it? Well, I've been an astrologer in many past lives. So uh, the moment I really started looking at my soul, that's the first thing that really started coming up. Uh, it's also, if you come back to this life and, and you don't believe in past lives and you just don't want to talk about that, it's um, the, the event of, of having my chart read uh, blew my mind. And um, I was so interested. I'm, you know, I, as a, I also think that studying languages and translation and inter, interpret, interpreter is... Um, is, is what really prepared me for astrology because astrology is a language of symbols. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we work in this world with archetypes, you know, the archetype of the mother, the father, the child, the prostitute, the uh, victim. We all give names to understand in our brain to certain concepts and energies and psyches. And, and that's what astrology is. And, um, it is it is my passion for esotericism and, and mysticism, the occult, and it explains life. I have a big passion to understand the universe, but at the same time understand this earthly life. And astrology is a language and a tool of many other tools that can help you do that. Mm -hmm. And... You know, astrology really, it is so earthy, it is so scientific, but people, you know, definitely have this bias because it is not um, left brain science, it is not the science of today, which has become a religion, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, because a real good scientist is, is going to explore, leaves options open, and um, expect something, you know, the biggest scientists have intuitive insights of, hmm, what would it mean when an apple falls down on a tree? And so there is this yearning to understand life. And then you go and research, you research, you know, how, you know, how much weight is needed to fall down, where it comes from, is it the earth, is it the sky, and, you know, you just investigate. And that's what we do in astrology. We've been actually, it's one of the oldest sciences that exists, you know, and um, in traditional history, you know, it is about 3000 BC that they started recording in Babylon and in Egypt and but honestly, I am very convinced that astrology has been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. you know, um, but even still, if you don't want to go there, you know, 10,000 BC, people were already recording on caves this, the position of the moon. So we've always looked up to understand what was going on. And we started correlating that to this Earth. So... For instance, if the planet Mars was at a certain position in the sky, at that position, they said, oh my God, when Mars is there, there's wars happening. But when Mars is over there, kings are being crowned. And so 
That's what they've done with different constellations and different planets over time. And we can really say that's, that's pure science, in a way, it's observation, correlation. Um, and then now we have quantum physics that yeah. proves that we are all photons, atoms, you know, that are built up, uh, that make cells, and cells make organs, and organs, well, cells make tissue, and tissue makes organs, and organs make systems, and systems make the body. So, as we're all photons, and every piece of matter that has once been together will always be together, and that's pretty much the whole universe. Uh, and so, that's why we're connected to these stars and planets energetically. And so they're just a physical representation of the energy that yep. is going on. We have something to observe of what's going on within us, of the psyche of the human being. So, and and are you then, if you're meeting new people, are you then reflecting? Is it then the first thing you ask uh, when you are born and uh, and uh, and the birth hour? Because can't you go too deep in it? Can't you just sometimes? let things be and enjoy just the things how they are because that would be the trap that i would step in i would analyze everything everybody um yeah that's a very very good question because um until recently i would i just i'm just able to to let it go now but uh <laughs> about six years that's what i intensely did you know oh when are you born Oh my God, you're a Capricorn. Oh my God, you're a Gemini. You know, and this means that, da, 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 da. But I guess it was a, a big um, process of just me learning what the language was and try to study and observe and correlate. And um, now I just don't do it anymore because, you know, I read charts every day. And so it's actually really good to step back from it for a while to a while. But sometimes, it is stronger than me and I already, it's weird. I, I, I sometimes can't think uh, normal as in like my normal way is to see someone walking and see a chart walking or something, you know? But as, I, I, as you know, I'm a, I'm a musician, a guitar player. I have the same, when I hear music, I hear like, oh, okay. That's uh, F sharp major seven, okay. And how do, how do they do that? What's that magic? And so I can enjoy the music. I enjoy the energy, but I also, yeah. So I listen to the energy really like, is this passionate play? And how did they play? Was it with intensity? And then you have, yeah, the scales and the, and the, and the notes and, and the way it's constructed because I, I like that part because I want to know the magic behind the, the correlation of the melody and the chord structure. And yeah, it's, it's, and then I listen. oh, Okay, he's there's the bass, there's the kick, there's the drum, there's the keys. Okay, there's the guitar. So and and, I, and literally I can listen like that to a song to where where other people are like, yeah, it's music. But like, ah, how did you do that? Ah, okay, ah, okay, that's F minor, C minor, E E flat, uh, uh, B flat, which is uh, like the weekend blinded lights. Like, ah, okay, okay, ah, that's how they do it. Ah, okay, ah, interesting. So, but. But the, also the thing is, I believe when, when I was, uh, I think eight, nine years ago, starting with all these self-improvement or self-help books and coaching books is the first thing your tendency is to help everybody yeah. when they don't ask for it. 
<laughs> I think it's also a little bit in that so like, okay, then you're like this. But now it's like when somebody is approaching you or going to ask you for help, then you can help. But if they're not going to ask you, I suppose you don't do that. Well, I mean, I used to do that exactly as you say, um, but then I learned the hard way that when people don't want to change, they're not yeah. going to change. Yeah. Doing it because you give so much energy of yourself, you know, and why it, you know, and um, there's so many other people that want to be helped. So what you're really doing then is blocking these people out of your life. And also then, you know, you need to live. Um, so this is a, every, since everything is energy, this flow of energy, this currency, money, value, doesn't stream to you because you're constantly putting your energy towards something or someone that does not want to be helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's again. So within, without, eh? the the did did your group of of friends uh, around you did that? Then I assume that it transformed also huge. Yep. Uh, is I, that pain, is that painful? Well. No, <laughs> I, I guess I've always, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit atypical in that sense, um, that I don't, I rarely, rarely miss people. Um, for instance, I lived in Ecuador and in Colombia. Uh, and when I was living there, I, for three, four months, I forgot, I literally, forgot to call my parents and it's not that I don't love them I love them to bits and they're the most beautiful people on earth they're, they they that did such a great job in educating me but I'm just living life right now right here right here and um, I'm enjoying the people around me now I have to say that I also have the best friends and that the old friends are literally still my best friends. They know me so well. And there's, I, when I was living in Colombia for, and then for 10 months, after 10 months, I really noticed that there is this deeper connection that you miss. Uh, because it, the, the, you know, even though you meet people and, and you have a great connection, People that know you from your past, there's always this homecoming, in a sense, to a to a self that feels safer. Um, but I guess also some people that were my friends back then, even though they were my old friends, um, they they fulfilled their role, and and they had to move on. I had to move on and make room for new people that um, were more on the same vibration that I was becoming. It's, it's all vibration. And, and whatever thoughts you, you start uh, imprinting in your mind, whatever beliefs you start having becomes your character, becomes your destiny. And so it's all these energetic patterns, all thoughts. Thought is just an energy. A thought wave is a wave. So it's an energy that becomes part of you. And so that energy then starts not vibrating on the same level as that person. So it just 
it fades away. So for me, it really was not painful. It, it like, and honestly, right now, I only have contact, deep contact with just three people from the 50, 60, 100 people that I used to know. And all the friends that I have right now are new friends, like the last four or five years. And, but, you know, that's a deeper soul connection that I also have with these three, four people. Yeah. But um, it's more heart. Yeah. Than, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's that was that was the thing I felt when I we've met each other. Uh, sometimes yeah. you don't need words. It's like okay, it's there. Now you mentioned something interesting. Is that uh, I want to talk about money? What is your relationship with money, and did that change? Because sometimes you hear like people who go more to the uh, deeper in themselves, or we call it like that. They're like, ah, money is dirty. I don't want any money anymore. You talked about already a little bit on money is also energy. It's vibration. Yeah. What? I mean, do you find it okay to make lots of money, or are you like, I don't need any money? What's What's your view on that? I love money. I love money. It's um, and not in the sense of oh my God, give me more money. It's just, it's an energy. It's a flow. It is an earthly thing. It's a tool that you can use for the good or for the bad. And people who say that I hate money or money is bad, just don't understand fully what that truly is. Money is just a representation. Again, it's like the, those people, the friends, and, and the same as money. It's just a frequency, a vibration that you attract to you. And, um, like I said, you know, you can do so many beautiful things with money. It is a, it is a, it is part of this earthly life to enjoy. Th these are all gifts, you know, and money is, um, is abundance it, it, because it is energy. And, um, just like there, uh, there's a lot, a lot. If you just think about how much grass or how many plants there are mm -hmm. on, earth that is abundance and um it or drops or drops in the sea drops in the sea you know it's that is so vast you don't even understand and we just happen to have placed as human beings a lot of importance on something now it used to be paper but now it's even more proof that it is an energy or an illusion because you look at your bank account and you see, oh my God, 45,000 euros. What does it even mean? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, 13,000 euros. Oh my God, 100,000 euros. So it, it's like, it's just numbers. Um, and it is for me a message of, okay, so here is the uh, amount of love and flow that you allow in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I do think, you know, we can then start talking about poor people and rich people. And, um, you know, there, there is some, some part where when you are born in the, in the slums, 
-hmm. you know, there's a, a little bit less, it's not impossible. You, you, you just have to, you know, get the right thoughts, meet the right people, um, have the, well, I guess too, we, we need to improve the love of the earth towards the, the people who are in need. And, and that's our big responsibility. And that's why I say what you can do so many beautiful things with money. If you just invest in a project or, you know, how much money are you giving to uh, non-profits organizations to save the trees, to save uh, Amnesty International uh, and or doctor, uh, what's it called again? Artists on the Grenze Front, doctors or, you know, it's, it's just, you receive it and then you can, to give it. Yeah. So you're a vessel of, and, and, and I love money because I want to be as big of a vessel that can flow through me to the world, you know? It's like water, eh? I mean, if water is standing still, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's getting a smell. Water needs to flow. Exactly, yes. Now, um, the, if, if you look from, from now and, and five years um, in time, in the future or 10 years, yeah. I mean, I assume that you're reading, reading your own charts quite regularly. And do, do you have an idea where you're going or a direction where you're going? Um, and, and an idea how your life would look like? Because that's the thing that people expect from astrology. If eh, I'm going to be together with this partner or not, uh, uh, am I going to be alive? These are the typical things that people want to know, which uh, of course Idon will not get an answer in astrology. It's it's more it's more giving you a direction. So, but I assume you're also going to dig dig in within yourself, looking for contradictions, looking for clues. Well, I um, I actually don't. Do okay. I do it on a yearly basis, but I don't do it further than that. And sometimes, I mean, just out of curiosity, I just check like, oh, what is going to happen with Saturn? When is it going to, you know, big events as in, yes, but this is too, and I, I teach this in my course. I'm giving this astrology 101 course and where there's this 3D astrology versus 5D astrology. 3D astrology is really, oh, in 10 years, you're going to meet the person of your life. You're going to get bankruptcy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But that's bullshit. And uh, 5D astrology is really about, okay, there will be an energy available that you will be able to use or not use, but you have free will. And that is the be most beautiful gift of a human being. So, and I always, I actually use astrology to help people tap into their intuition more than to make predictions. I, I sometimes, and it's not even predictions, I, you just say what energies will be available and what you can make use of. And in, in a way, it's just saying, well, you know, this is what the weather's gonna be like in one week. We have to know whether it's gonna rain or it's gonna be sunny that you have to wear your umbrella or, you know, just some short pants, whatever. That is important, but um, what is also important is to trust your intuition more. And um, that's what I do. And I, I tell people, I will be, always be the first to say, 
you actually don't need astrology. Why would you need astrology? You have all the astrology within you. Mm -hmm. And so the way I do it then is, well, you just look at your charts and you start observing and correlating constantly. And you just follow a planet, meaning, for instance, the moon, and you follow your emotions, your moods, your needs, and what happens. And then you just observe and you start feeling, you start recognizing patterns, you start coupling it to events on earth. And so then you don't need that astrology anymore. It's just a tool. Mm -hmm. What you need is to come back to yourself and trust yourself, trust your messages because you are, as you started by saying, as above, so below, as within, so without, that's all there is. And I think that the pitfall is that we start giving our power away again mm -hmm. to astrology. We start giving our power away to yoga, to uh, business, authority, whatever, the government. But that's what we've been doing for thousands of years. We have to end this. We have to stop. We have to look to ourselves and trust the messages that we receive within, you know, and, and it's just so important because that's what's happening with watching the news. They know, they know if you watch the news, they know if they, if they're gonna, you know, spread some messages that you're gonna give your power away and hope that the government is gonna come and save you to you know, create a vaccine so that you can all be saved go <laughs> to the promised land. You know, bullshit. We don't need that. We, what we need is to look within ourselves and trust ourselves and talk with one another and just be open-minded for other opinions to not get caught up in our own beliefs and thinking that we are God and that everyone needs to listen. No, we need to work together, trust one another and be scientists from an intuitive side, uh, side as well and support the group. And then we can use tools like astrology, tarot, you know, whatever tool there is out there to teach people to trust their intuition. Yeah, what, so what you're saying actually, it's a tool, but leave it like a tool. Don't make it the end goal or the, the complete truth. It's a tool. It's Amen. like a compass. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but that's that's a, that's a trap of it, yeah. Because and again, a lot of people would think, oh, this is especially people who are, who I would call it, lost in their lives. And in in the past, it was like religion who gave that, um, that's that's that construction that they would feel safe, because yeah. they put their power into that. Mm -hmm. The the priests would arrange their lives, eh? Yeah, but nowadays, uh, where should we go? Well, I do think that that is, we need to find a way where that's, that this does not have to happen again or anymore. But for now, it is sometimes a good thing that people find a relief so that then you, they can progress and grow to then show them listen detach now yeah. you, this tool has taken you where you needed to go now detach 
so it is sometimes it's really it's actually good that people attach to a thing but um at some point they have to let go if you would go back in time and you would meet the, the michael the michael when he is 18 or 16 years young what would you say to him uh breathe man breathe chill the f out <laughs> um well i mean in a funny way, that's not really what I would say, but um, I guess I would say uh, that it is, it is um, that it's not the end goal that counts, um, that you have to enjoy the things around you a little bit more um, to really feel and be present with a tree, a, a, a plant, your cat, your wife, your kids. It's so cheesy. It's so, you know, but it's so true. It's so true. I, um, yeah, it was way too go getting and, and goal getting and my way or the highway. And, and I guess the whole reason why we're here is to create but also enjoy our creations because otherwise why are we creating <laughs> you know if we are not enjoying these creations and still i guess because of 20 something years of conditioning i sometimes find myself doing that and um it's just constantly coming back coming back okay okay you know relax be present here it's um especially because society goes so fast um but um yeah just trust trust yourself more look at the tool of meditation and breathe breathe be present look really feel the fruits when you eat it just taste it you know and 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 breathing i mean i think a lot of people underestimate the power of breathing because if once you start to um, take attention uh, put your attention on your breathing especially because you when you're in a stress situation and, and you're going to breathe from here from the chest instead of from the belly um, I don't have to explain to you we, we, we went together to a very intensive breathing thing where we went into the sea uh, almost naked uh, and uh, it was like I don't know a couple of degrees but th that breathing thing you can tap into it's it's like drugs yeah I didn't do drugs but I I assume that it's it's natural drugs and it's and then when you get stressed I think the first thing that I do uh, when I feel stressed and I feel these thoughts coming is like okay is that breathing is really and it really, really works instead of going into that. And then the energy changes. And you know how I know that? Because when my son is with me and he's getting in some kind of rage, then then my energy changes and it becomes very calm and he's changing. Ah. And he feels that, that he's changing. And you feel that he's changing. And that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that, that's, again, that's so within, so without. So it's, 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 it's that, Okay, how can I change the situation by changing yourself? Even Mahatma Gandhi said that. You can do that simply, the simple stool there is, is breathing. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, your, your breathing 
if you think about it, is coupled to your nervous system. And your nervous system is your autonomic nervous system, your parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system, which is pretty much the system that is in uh, control of your rest and digest and your fight and flight. And you can regulate that. Um, when you breathe rapidly, you're triggering, like you're going to feel if you do that. You're, you're feeling your senses being heightened. You look, you know, with more caution and you feel your blood streaming. But if you just breathe in, breathe out, then you just, you start landing in your body again. You're relaxed, you're calm. And so this is a tool to consciously regulate your state. And so then when you do that, you tell your body literally calm down. So your nervous system now triggers your hormonal system, which is, you know, again, for repairing, for making sexual hormones instead of stress hormones. And so now when you do that often enough, then your body will start to, you know, habitualize and start to um, change the path of stress and fight flight, which is what we're doing. We're constantly focusing on stress and fight flight and thus triggering hormones of stress and our body becomes accustomed to it. So it will do it often and that will trigger thoughts to reinforce. So you're constantly, oh, I need this. Do, 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 do. And so we're focused on our external world versus if you breathe, you bring your attention inwards, your repair hormones, your relaxation hormones will trigger, your body will become accustomed to that. And then people will say, oh my God, you look so calm. You're Mr. Zen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's because that's how, you know, the human law, the law of the human body works. And it's so simple. And it starts with breathing. <laughs> the, the, you're also teaching or giving uh, Kundalini yoga lessons. And I used to associate uh, yoga with some kind of, uh, you know, pussy like thing, uh, very fluffy, but I have to say the Kundalini Yoga, I found it very, very intense and quite heavy. I mean, if you're not trained into that, it's a, it's a, it's a huge workout. Where did you get that passion for Kundalini Yoga? Lini yoga? Because I, some kind of energy shifting feeling. Can I ask you why you find it so intense? Why? Yeah. What is, what is so intense about it? Because the compared to to other yoga, uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 quite difficult for for my personal muscles because I'm not that trained. Uh, I do work out, but it it I mean, yeah, I felt uh, it was really straining my muscles. Mm -hmm. So there there I had to grow through the pain, which is okay. Yeah, but I found it uh, to do it really properly. I find it quite challenging compared to other styles of, of yoga, which I believe are more adapted to Western society and are like a, a very, yeah, 
yeah, I wouldn't call it weak. That's maybe not the right term, but it's like yoga for beginners, for dummies, where Kundalini is more the advanced yoga. Is that correct? Well, I'm not sure if it's more advanced. I think what it does do is that it incorporates actually uh, various disciplines and it works more with the mind. So it will, it will trigger more your blockages, your, where you are feeling pain. Um, we're working, for instance, with something, well, let's not make it too difficult. Um, yoga was used to, um, it, it was made to be holistic, to mm-hmm. work the breathing and the body and the singing and the mantras. And the, West, the Western is really focused on that physical aspect, the Western yoga. And so you just have to, you know, be postures. And I mean, it's not just, it's really intense as well. But if you do it really well, it can have that flow and you can reach the same state. Um, but Kundalini yoga really um, is going to trigger your, um, well, your patterns of, um, for instance, let's say that you, um, your, your pain, you've experienced pain when you had a sunburn, right? And, or let's say that you had a, what's it called again, where you have a, when, when the sun hits you, Zonaslach, um, I can't, anyway, you, you become sick because you've been too long in the sun. So now that is stored in your memory. And so let's just say with Kundalini Yoga, we keep our hands up as, as we've done and you're starting to feel that pain. But that pain for some reason triggers that same thought pattern when you were experiencing the sunburn or when you became ill. And so now your mind starts saying, oh my God, danger, go away because you're going to be ill again. You're going to have a sunburn again, which is crazy because you're keeping your arms up. How is that going to happen? But that is that fear or that anger or that sadness or guilt or shame that is coming up that is actually more taxing than the physical part in and of itself. So now you're experiencing pain and fear and guilt and shame. And it's really... What Kundalini Yoga is really good in doing is triggering that, but working through it, through breathing patterns, but also through, you know, various mantras that are different vibrations and where you are, such as positive affirmations, you know, I love myself or um, I take good care of my body or I love you or whatever. There, the mantras, for instance, such as Sat Nam or Ad Gure Name or Wahe Guru, they are different vibrations. They are positive affirmations that you're then constantly over and over again with the breathing, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, reinstating in your body, planting a seed and bursting through the blocks. And initially, initially, it's it might be experienced as something painful or but it doesn't necessarily have to be you know um there's a lot of people who have you know a lot of pleasant experiences too um but yes sometimes when i i think if you're ready to go deep and want to go deep then you will receive deep you know um and so that is what kundalini is is able to do for you now I know you have read a lot and you're reading a lot. Um, 
isn't there a trap that you uh, I wouldn't call it become famous but achieving some kind of guru status how how do you keep yourself in check that you that your ego doesn't run with you because I, I I'm I'm quite sure you're aware of that because that's always the the, the, the game the ego is, is 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 trying to play because it's going to okay you cannot take me there anymore I'm going to find a way so I can I can uh, yeah wouldn't say be myself but play my role how 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 do you stay humble because for me you are a very humble guy eh? to be to be quite uh, <laughs> direct here. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really, really good question. Are you still there, though? Because yes, 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 lost. yes. No, I'm there. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, it's, a, it's a question I ask myself constantly because um, I'm far from famous. I'm far from being an influencer, but I do already have... A following, yeah. yeah influence and some followers and um, it, it started I would say when I was teaching in companies you know there it's that same thing where we've talked about giving your power away people have the tendency to you know oh the teacher and you know what what happened and what I've definitely you know done in my life was I wouldn't say take advantage of that, but just enjoying that flow where, you know, there was this, um, there was some um, friends and, and some, I would say, uh, a nice lady who was really interested. And then you start asking yourself, is this because she's genuinely interested in who I am? Or is this because I'm a teacher? And so then you start asking that question and now especially because of the allegations against yogi bhajan and all these yogi gurus who have taken advantage and um honestly you know i just constantly am looking at myself but i i that that definitely has been a part where i'm um i can say sometimes afraid that i that i would do that so i'm constantly I'm asking other people, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? Because I notice it, I feel it, I see it, and I don't want to be that, that person. And so first and foremost to answer that question is, I think that if there is uh, a guru part to that, then what we as new gurus should be doing uh, and when I say guru, I really want to honor the word guru. I want to uh, say that guru means something, and it doesn't always have to be a person. Guru just means to take you from dark to light. Gu, dark, ru, light. And in essence, guru is wisdom. Is It's not even a person. It is... You, you, it's it's just, within you. It's in, in every one of us. Exactly. It's within you. It's in every one of us. And so what we then, as these responsible human beings, as gurus, but meaning as people who have experienced a certain um, part of life and can give that gift, um, that you are a facilitator to uh, help people discover that part and not be in the spotlight and honor and take like that part of like look at me um 
And I think, I'm not sure how I do it uh, fully. Um, but well, you're, you're aware of it. <laughs> That's already a start. But the thing is indeed with social media like Instagram, you can scale exponentially. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something to... It, I, I experienced something very strange this week. Uh, I had a colleague who came to me. He was 20, 23. And he said to me, you're like a celebrity. And I like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, you have a podcast. In my world, a podcaster is like, it's, 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 it's so amazing. And I'm like, okay. And I checked it some, via some articles I found on the internet. And it's correct. They have another life and they have another view in life. They don't yeah, see life as we do. And... Uh, and 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 the, and the thing is that that everybody, and especially with social media, it go it can go very very fast. It can go it can scale rapidly, and yeah, I think awareness and consciousness is the only ticket that the, that you will keep yourself in check. Because I don't believe uh, there is some kind of guru. Yes, you can learn some lessons from one person, then you can learn some lessons from the other or wisdom, but the guru is inside yourself. So. Uh, it's a tricky. It's a tricky question, of course. Eh? Uh, Michael, it's uh, yeah. That's uh, there is no such a thing as this is the right answer. The fact is, you're aware of it. So, and you, for me, you're real. You're hundred percent real. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 I think. Thank you very much, by the way. And um, I think it. Um, if you just um, constantly look inward, which is what awareness is and consciousness is, and um, I think the pitfall, especially as a Leo, is to, you know, I'm a Leo, so is to really take that um, gift that you give, because that's what Leos do too, in a way, is they are, Leo, the sign of Leo is ruled by the sun. And if you look at the sun, what is the sun doing? It's the center of attention and it is shining. But it is only shining because it gives heat and so that people can live. So that we have that same function as Leos and if you identify with that, that can be a pitfall. So that's why a mantra like I will, my will to divine will, meaning I'm just a channel. And yeah. if you just then repeat a mantra, for instance, as well, this is you, this is you. And by meaning you, I mean the universe, God, this is not me. It's you who created this. And so I, I guess that's way it's a way of keeping in check with that. But, you know, I think for me, that's my formula and to really constantly ask myself that question and, and being aware of when there's sexual attraction, because it will be there. You cannot ignore that and that it happens. And then just instantly that this is you or, you know, this is no, you know, let it flow. Do not interact with it. But, you know, who knows? Like, I, I, I don't have a crystal ball. If, if all of a sudden I would have millions of followers, I'm not sure what would happen with me then because I don't know, but I will always try my best, but I yeah, can't, yeah. And you also have trust and faith that uh, the universe will bring you back to that good part or the right part. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, there's Kundalini, there is uh, astrology and your toolbox, I mean, I'm pretty confident you're looking, exploring, researching 
new tools to put in your box? What, what, what are you looking at right now to expand your toolbox? Uh, well, I am currently explore, exploring nada yoga, which is uh, which is funny because in Spanish, nada means nothing, uh, which is the essence of yoga. But uh, nada yoga means the yoga of sound. So I am exploring uh, just how to work with sound and how to listen to the true vibration of everything. Um, so learning to, in a, in a way, A Course in Miracles is, is the same. I don't know if you... Yeah, I know. So A Course in Miracles is just helping you look at life and the things around you in an objective way without distortion and nada yoga does the same thing so in a way it's still yoga but it's a different form of yoga um i am exploring um esoteric uh, so like blavatsky the secret doctrine um i am exploring uh, maybe even a little bit of plant medicine ayahuasca uh, no i i don't feel called to ayahuasca i am just um i mean i, I have respect for it and and it is definitely an earthly medicine it, it's now in the in the benelux is now already it's quite hype i think uh, it's quite getting very popular and even mainstream as sometimes i think mm, is it really really real or is there any no i don't know that's, that's a very um good question and and uh something we have to ask and as, as with everything you know it dilutes and it loses its power and but in a way it's a good thing because more and more people are experiencing that and there will be more awakening but it is very dangerous too sometimes to go too fast in something when you are not ready that's what kundalini the beautiful beautiful thing about kundalini yoga is that you work gradually towards working with more energy and energy meaning your nervous system which is you know for instance your your spine holds energy now your level of awareness will determine your level of vault of vaults of hertz and if because of ayahuasca all of a sudden you get 10,000 volts through something that can only hold 120 volts what, what is going to happen, do you think? You become crazy. Because you, you can't integrate all of that knowledge, of that wisdom. So you have to, it's a gradual process. And when it comes, it comes. And you'll be ready then. Everything comes on time, man. Eh? Yes, everything comes on time. And so I feel that sometimes, with ayahuasca, you really need someone who knows what he or she is doing. And you, you have to be prepared. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I just like to stick to just regular plant medicine for now, you know, and again, what holds the future, I don't know, but if anything that I'm doing right now is just deepening my practice instead of exploring something more, I'm uh, really getting so deep into astrology. The more you learn about astrology, the more you discover that you actually know shit. <laughs> so it's um, it's interesting, you know. It's uh, there. It never stops. Astrology is for like like I said. I have been astrologer in 
other lifetimes and it's probably going to be in other lifetimes. Um, it's, it's to learn for 10, 15 lifetimes. It's that circular thing. It's always coming back to zero and like, okay, then uh, exactly. now uh, one of the last questions or maybe the last question. Uh, I know and I think and I feel you have still a very big dream in you. A very crazy dream. What is that? Yeah, that's a very uh, deep intuition that you have there. Um, I, for me, well, I'm dreaming that dream every day. I'm doing the Dr. Jody Spenza meditation, uh, the, the second one of Blessings of the Energy Centers, where you install symbols in each chakra. And then um, the big dream, the biggest dream for me is where we gather with all humans together and we're we're really like what i what i've started doing with circles of light mm -hmm. but on a world scale can you explain a little bit because i know what it is but people don't know so circles of light is meant to work with uh the power of love light and intention it's pure science you know uh dr william tiller has explored this and written in massive scientific papers about this. Dr. Joe Spence as well, Dr. Bruce Lipton, you know, you can all check it up. This is pure science where when you gather, well, just by yourself already, you dream, intention, you send it out, you send love, you have heart, brain coherence, and you, you, you can impact your environment energetically. But if you do it with a group, it, it is obviously amplified. And so that's what I intended to do is that first leadership is failing. And so we have to, instead of giving power away, take our own power. Mm -hmm. Two, we understand the power of intention, of light, of love, of sending love, of dreaming a dream and, and, and sending that intention into the world. And now we're coming together in circles um, respecting the rules of Corona and, and whatever they're trying to install on us, we always will have respect for that. But we don't need to react to rules. We don't need to react to a virus. We can create, which is the same letter as react, create, react, just create. And so um, what I do then now is is we we started with eight people and coming together in a public space and really visualizing the same thing a better world that the people around us are receiving lights that it is impacting the animals the trees whatever so but that big dream then is to really every single human being that is able to connect on a telepathic level that will then visualize the same dream and chant om or whatever together whatever mantra but with reverence and respect for this earth and because of it becoming the mind of the earth and realizing that we are the earth thinking as the earth and because of it a whole big light just coming through us and connecting us and being in a state of bliss and the earth just moving towards a higher frequency. And part of that dream is, is just installing 
retreat centers and bed and breakfasts, you know, at the same time, communities, all of that together across the tribes. Yeah. Across the whole world and just supporting one another, living sustainable and um, having my base in a, in a country where for myself and my own, you know, uh, needs in a way, sun, somewhere, something where there's always sun, you know, that's the only thing I need. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, line, eh? And line is sun. <laughs> yes, that's true. Is there something we did not uh, talk about, uh, Michael, Michael, that you want to share? Well, of um, course, we can go on for hours, eh? but uh... yeah, I, I feel honestly, we've we've really covered a lot of ground, and it is. I feel this has been a very beautiful conversation with extremely good questions, and I feel that no, sometimes silence is better than more words. Yeah. So thank you. Is the silence between notes that is music, eh? So, Michael, the Leo Mystic, thanks a lot. I'm very grateful having you. I'm very also grateful knowing you. Absolutely. Because you're really a beautiful, beautiful soul. And everybody is listening. Really check out his uh, Instagram page and the retreats they are doing because they're mind-blowing. Um, yeah, it's one of the best weekends I ever had. And I, I everybody said that. Eh? So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me on your podcast and you know um keep on spreading that word too because the questions that you ask um are powerful to the point and they in a way provoke to answer honestly and uh in a way you you show the lights that the people have and um that reminds the people that they have that light and so thank you for that thank you michael Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's On Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye!